The bride stood in a circle of Virginia sunlight, her narrow heels clicking on Holly Oak's patio stones as she greeted strangers in the receiving line. Her wedding dress was a simple A-line, strapless, with a gauzy skirt of white that breezed about her ankles like lacy curtains at an open window. She had pulled her unveiled brunette curls into a loose arrangement dotted with tiny flowers that she'd kept alive on her flight from Phoenix. Her only jewelry was a white topaz pendant at her throat and the band of platinum on her left ring finger. Tall, slender, and tanned from the famed and relentless Arizona sun, hers was a girl-next-door look, pretty but not quite beautiful. Adelaide thought it odd that Marielle held no bouquet. From the parlor window, Adelaide watched as her grandson-in-law, resplendent in a black tuxedo next to his bride, bent toward the guests and greeted them by name, saying, This is Marielle. An explanation seemed ready to spring from his lips each time he shook the hand of someone who had known Sarah, her deceased granddaughter, his first wife. Carson stood inches from Marielle, touching her elbow every so often, perhaps to assure himself that after four years a widower, he had indeed patently and finally moved on from grief. Smatterings of conversations wafted about on the May breeze and into the parlor as received guests strolled toward trays of sweet tea and champagne. Adelaide heard snippets from her place at the window. Hudson and Brett, her great-grandchildren, had moved away from the snaking line of gray suits and pastel dresses within minutes of the first guest's arrival, and were now studying the flower-festooned gift table under the window ledge, touching the bows, fingering the silvery-white wrappings. Above the children, an old oak's youngest branches shimmied to the tunes a string quartet produced from the gazebo beyond the receiving line. Adelaide raised a teacup to her lips and sipped the last of its contents, allowing the lemony warmth to linger at the back of her throat. She had spent the better part of the morning readying the garden for Carson and Marielle's wedding reception, plucking spent geranium blossoms, ordering the catering staff about, and straightening the rented linen tablecloths. She needed to join the party now that it had begun the blue-haired old ladies would be wondering where she was. Her friends had been the first to arrive, coming through the garden gate on the south side of the house at five minutes before the hour. She'd watched as Carson introduced them to Marielle, witnessed how they cocked their necks in blue-headed unison to sweetly scrutinize her grandson-in-law's new wife, and heard their welcoming remarks through the open window. Dolores gushed about how lovely Marielle's wedding dress was and what, pray tell, was the name of that divine purple flower she had in her hair. Pearl invited Marielle to her bridge club next Tuesday afternoon and asked her if she believed in ghosts. Maxine asked her how Carson and she had met, though Adelaide had told her weeks ago that Carson met Marielle on the Internet, and why on earth Arizona didn't like daylight saving time. Marielle had smiled, sweet and knowing, like the kindergarten teacher who finds the bluntness of five-year-olds endearing, and answered the many questions. 
Mojave Asters. She didn't know how to play bridge. She'd never encountered a ghost, so she couldn't really say, but most likely not. She and Carson met online. There's no need to save what one has an abundance of.